Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and you are listening to the Makers of Minnesota, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And this is a recap episode, and we are going to recap a early episode that we did. It was um, episode number 43 that we did with Bootstrap Coffee with Micah Svita. Hi, Micah. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being on the program today so we can recap with you. When we originally started talking, you were um, roasting your coffee and it was being served through some restaurants and you were doing delivery service. And then this summer, I was over at the Golden Fig and I noticed a really beautiful bootstrap coffee truck right in front of the Golden Fig. So you'd gotten a truck. Yes. Yep. So that's our our delivery van. So we're, uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're kind of growing. It started out super tiny and now we've graduated to small. (laughs) And, but you're going to go to medium because you're going to be getting a brick and mortar soon. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, we've, we've been, we've been operating for a little over four years now and uh, we've been doing, you know, wholesale and online like we, you know, talked about last time and, um, but uh, yeah, we're we're outgrowing our current facility, which is quite small, and uh, so we decided to upgrade in a kind of a bigger way. And so we're we're uh, uh, moving into a uh, 2,800 square foot building, so we'll have a lot more room for production as well as offices. And then we're also having a coffee bar on site as well. So we're we're very excited about all that. Uh, do you know your location? Yeah, so it's on the west side of St. Paul. Uh, so the address is 432 Wabasha Street. Sure, sure, sure. And there isn't yeah. a lot over there in way of coffee, is there? There isn't, no. It's a, it's a great neighborhood, and there's a lot of uh, like um, restaurants, a lot of like you know, family-owned and, yeah. and um, restaurants and there's a lot happening over in that neighborhood, but not a lot for coffee. Um, yeah, so we're excited to be there. Yeah, sure. it's like the perfect mix of everything you look for. Because I remember when we talked before that just, you know, a big part of what you're doing here, and of course this is why you should do anything, but you are really like uh, the love of coffee is what's driving you to keep moving this business forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's we've you know we've built this this business on you know two things really the quality of the product and then our our customer support um so you know coffee and people are the two big things and so we're just carrying that vision forward in a retail setting as well is it hard from a financial standpoint i'm always curious about how um people that go from we'll call it tiny to medium as you called it um, when you make that leap and how you know financially that you can make that leap with some success, tell me about what that thinking was like going into a brick and mortar. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, you know, with any, any move like that, it's going to be a risk for sure. Um, but you know, we've been, you know, very, very diligent to do this, um, in a very smart way or what I think is a smart way at least. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it pans out. But, uh, yeah, you know, just we're we're being you know conservative about how we're planning to to roll things out and to um, and you know things of that nature. So in terms of the timing, kind of figuring out the right timing, it really 
I was really just looking at, you know, our brand presence um, in town, um, particularly in town, um, and just our, it was, you know, at the end of the day, it was, it's a, it's kind of making a judgment about uh, where things are at and where you see them going, what the trajectory is. Mm -hmm. And um, really, I, I felt that if I didn't make a move like this, our growth would be inhibited. Um, before too long, and so, yeah, it, it seemed like it seemed like the um, the best choice. Now it wasn't always easy, but of course, like that, you know, obviously there's it's a a bigger move for us, but it's uh, yeah, the, all those factors really kind of played into each other, right? To, to make this seem like the best decision. So, yeah. One of the reasons that people are concerned about brick and mortar or growing is the employment shortage for people. Uh, employees are at a premium and the $15 an hour minimum wage is looming for St. Paul. Um, did that, are you concerned about employees or employee retention at all? Because how many employees do you have currently? So currently uh, I have four employees. Okay. Um, I should say, I'm sorry, four total, so including myself, yep. the employees. Um, but yeah, we are looking to upgrade, um, obviously, in terms of adding on a, a few staff members. Um, no, that's not a huge concern. I mean, I know that it is uh, a, a factor, obviously, um, that a lot of uh, brick-and-mortar businesses are, are concerned about, and that's I think that's very legitimate. Um, for us, though, we're we're taking all that into consideration um, in the planning stages of this of this. So, yeah. you know, I've always been a fan of really taking care of our people. Um, I think that you know, employees are, of any business are really extremely valuable and need to um, you need to take care of people in order for them to be an integral part of your company. Um, I think it's just really the right thing to do, and I think it makes business sense. You know what's so funny? And I haven't actually said this out loud to anyone, but, you know, I work with a lot of small to medium-sized businesses, right? And mm -hmm. I ask this question about employees and employee turnover, and more often than not, people say, no, that's not actually a problem for me because we likely will already be taking care of our employees. So it means we probably pay a better living wage. It means that we treat our employees maybe better or we have opportunities for them to grow within our company. So in, in the level that I'm talking to people at, while employee issue, while, while getting employees is, is an issue, once they get them, it seems like they, you guys get these people to stay with you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's and that's um, that's important for me. Like I've always been of the you know that really the the strategy I've taken is just to take your time to bring in the right people, um, and yeah, and then just take care of them. Yeah, it sounds super intentional on your part. And I have to say, some of the restaurateurs I've talked to too, you know, while finding chefs isn't easy, they've been pretty creative about ways to keep their compensation high and trying to man help them manage their work-life balance so that they stay longer. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of interesting um, at this level. So when you're doing counter service, what kind of counter service can we expect from such a gourmet, delicious, 
home roasted type of experience from you? Will the coffee service be different? Yeah. So um, with the space itself, we have uh, designed it to be in more in line with what you um, look at when you walk into like a brewery um, tap room up front and then the production uh, in the back. Uh-huh. And a lot of times, you know, you'll see it like a half wall or something kind of separating the production, and but it's all right there. Uh, there's a similar sort of feel to what you can expect uh, going into our our place. Um, yeah, so we have a you know, all the roasting equipment and packaging equipment is very visible in the center of the facility, um, and so you'll you know you'll see that straight away when you when you walk in. Um, for the the coffee bar, we have a pretty simple menu, very, very coffee focused. Um, we're looking at, you know, kind of the, the core classic espresso drinks, uh, a few house-made flavor syrups. We have a, uh, a few of our coffee options that we'll be brewing every day. Um, we won't be doing any pour overs or manual brews. Yep. Those are definitely all the rage. And I think that they have a lot of merit. But for what we're trying to do is to simply execute delicious coffee and a great service, a what we like to call a carefully executed batch brew program is what we have in in uh, in store. Um, and then we'll have you know a couple of iced teas and uh, cold brew available. Love it. And then of course we'll have a lot of our uh, we'll have our full kind of menu of coffee bags to take home and other bootstrap bootstrap merchandise. Um, and, uh, yeah, so an opening day, when are you thinking? Uh, we're at this point, fingers crossed, there's been some delays with build out and everything, but, um, like mid to late February. Okay. All right. Well, we do have our fingers crossed here and we're excited to see you take that next step, Micah. It is bootstrap coffee. Um, I suppose, uh, people can follow you on along on your Facebook page to get the most updated information. Would you say? Yep. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, also, if you go to our site, you can sign up for our uh, email newsletter. And don't let them not being open at the brick and mortar right now prevent you from ordering coffee because they can deliver it or you can. I know you can pick it up at the Golden Fig, too. I've seen you there. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, we have a full list of our, our retailers on our site. Um, if you wanted to pick up a bag locally or it's super easy to order and online and, you know, we ship it out. Everything's roasted to order, so it's super fresh. And delicious, I might add. Um, your coffee has like chocolatey notes like no other, I think. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I love it. It sometimes feels like I'm cheating or something just by having a delicious cup of coffee. <laughs> I love it. That's great. All right. Thanks, Micah. I really appreciate you being on today and catching us up to date with what you're doing. And I'm sure we will circle back potentially on Weekly Dish when your store opens in February. So just keep us in the loop. Thank you so much. Thanks, Micah. Bye-bye.